what pops up a beer or a cold libation Let me tell you how I wrote this little theme I went and took a call from brother Jason And he tells me that he has a little dream He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast And I ask him what you got He said I'll start off with some talking And some moody clips of popcorn fighting Fantasy explorations and some groundness exploitation Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxing Full month horror movie marathon Sometimes I'll let the dogs come on Contest and of course you know it's all about games I said slow down let's just start with the name It's the Nerds RPG Variety Podcast With the other Jason Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Maybe it's your auntie or a joke put by your spouse, but the operator screaming is coming from inside the house. Hi Jason, just Gordon Sinchman here. Just wanted to say uh, enjoyed your comment uh, on Colin Green's uh, most recent podcast. I think the uh, the phrase "grab the grass" uh, really amused me. So. <laughs> Uh, that 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 sound bite's gonna stick in my head for a while. Okay, cheers, fella. Take care of yourself. That was Goblin's henchman of the podcast and blog of the same name. Thank you so much for the call. I had called into Colin Green's Spike Pit RPG podcast and mentioned a story about when I went to airborne school thirty years ago. You know, Fort Benning, how the instructors would tell us to grab the grass if our chute didn't open to grab the grass, so we wouldn't bounce because it wasn't hitting the ground that killed you; it was the bounce. And then all your broken bones penetrate your organs and killed you. So, anyhow, that, that's what that call's all about. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we're going to move on to the next caller. Hey there, Jason. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast. And I've just been listening to your episode 69, which I very much enjoyed. Although I've got to say, I was laughing a bit when I saw the title was The Runs. Because over here in the UK... The runs is a slang term used when you have a uh, an irregularity of bowel movements, let's just say. So that really did make me chuckle, but I very much enjoyed the episode and just wanted to thank you for keeping putting out stuff like this. I'm working from home at the minute due to everything going on. And it's really helping the time to pass a bit more quickly listening to episodes from yourself and other great podcasters. Take care, dude. Keep up the good work. Stay safe. And I will catch you soon. That was John Allen Large of the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast. Thank you so much for the call, John. So, yeah, over here in the States, the runs means the same thing. The title is intentional. Um, also over here known as the Hershey Squirts or, well, let's not go down that rabbit hole eh? but yeah i wanted to put some kind of joke title in there and i didn't want to go with since it was the 69th episode i didn't want to go down that route so the run seemed like a different way to go especially since i was talking about three movies that had run in the title so there you go anyhow thank you for the call if anybody hasn't listened to the relaunch of red dice diaries rpg podcast go check it out he's not on anchor anymore but i'll have a link in the show notes and John and his wife Hannah are doing regular podcasts, you know, two, three a week. And they're short, like 15-minute episodes. 
and they're great. So please check that out. Hey, Jason, Mike Short and Dungeon Master's Handbook. Just listening to your unboxing, <clears throat> excuse me, of Battle System. Absolutely, I'm thrilled for you. It's a great little set of rules to read. If you get a chance, if you go back and look at the OD&D supplement Swords and Spells, I think you'll see where the genesis of Battle System came from. Um, it's a fine little game. I don't like it as much because I think it overpowers the heroes if you take it at stock level, but you know, you might want to twiddle with it and see what works and have fun with it um the miniatures definitely are second rate i'm kind of curious which one you which two you got if you want to share a picture of them on the discord and don't worry about maddie it, it makes it makes your uh, podcast sound i don't know more homey uh, my little dog likes to run around with a toy that sounds exactly the same as yours and they always squeak it when you don't want it to all right my friend take care game on that was Michael Shorten, our Chicago Wiz from the Dungeon Master's Handbook. Thank you so much for the message. I will post those pictures up, those mentors for you to see. Um, yeah, I just, I mainly wanted to pick it up to check it out. I'd had the, I, I thought I had it on PDF, but it's actually second editions that I have on PDF, which is different. And so I wanted to check it out and uh, see about incorporating in the game. Like I say, there's a interesting post to use it with 5th edition so I'm curious to see about that I don't know when I'll get to it it'll probably be a year before I ever get to incorporate it in the game but I'm definitely interested in reading it I, I will look up that OD&D supplement you mentioned um, thank you so much for the call and yeah, no, I've Maddie's been part of this podcast since the beginning and occasionally gadget my other dog so I, that's just kind of the price you pay for listening is to hear my dogs in the background but sometimes they're a little more annoying than others so but thank you so much for the kind words. And I do recommend anybody that's interested in Advanced Legends and Dragons to check out his podcast. There, He's been doing a lot of series on breaking down the rules and combat and initiative and chases and, you know, different Advanced Dungeons, yeah, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, first edition mechanics, initiative, whatnot, and, you know, how it's not, it's really not as complicated as you think it is. So I highly recommend you go check his podcast out. I know I'm getting old when I see a movie and I say, I haven't seen that movie for 40 years and, and legitimately hadn't. So I'm going to talk about a couple movies today that I actually sat down and watched recently. Um, we're going to talk about Witchfinder General. We're going to talk about How the West Was Won. And we're going to talk about The Naked Prey. Um, and I think they all have something to contribute to gaming. So let's get into it. "1965's The Naked Prey." This is a, a chase film. It's set in Africa. I think there's a lot you can pull from this. A lot of little things you can pull to use for RPG scenarios. There's some interesting ideas, um, little pieces you can you can use. It, it, it actually holds up pretty well. Now, this is the movie I haven't seen for 40 years. I and I rewatched it the other day, and and it, I think it really stands up. The we can talk about depictions of different things, but the, what I like about this movie is I don't think it gives a negative depiction of the natives, of the tribesmen. All the evil people, all the bad people are either white or they're others. There's a group of slavers in there too, but they're not 
but the actual tribesmen aren't shown as evil. They're just what they are, which kind of like in D&D, you know, if you're playing a, a game where you have some gray in there, it's not all white and black. Well, this could be a, you know, a group of hobgoblins you came across or a group of whatever, right? Even, even another group of humans. Um, so basically the movie set, there's a, this is set during the colonial period in Africa where there's still, you know, slave trade, whatnot. And, and the only real evil person, well, the, the only real evil people in the movie, to be honest, are the slavers you see later in the movie and the, the guy that's bankrolling the safari in the beginning of the movie who talks about, I'm going to go in the slave trade and he's a real asshole. And, um, but aside from that, everybody's kind of doing their thing, you know? Cornell Wilde, who wrote and directed this movie, and he plays kind of the safari guide, he, um, you know, he does a great job in this movie. Is it realistic that he would be able to outrun and outfight all these tribesmen? No, probably not. You know, I mean, yeah, maybe you say an argument, well, he's had better nutrition his whole life or whatever. I, I, I think that's, I, I think that's probably not realistic, but you take that ad there and I think everybody's actually portrayed fairly well, to be honest. Um, and, and, and I do enjoy this movie quite a bit for just for what it is, for its stark survival story. It's hardly any dialogue in the entire movie. Um, it, it does intersplice films of, of animals attacking each other to show the savagery that is Africa. But if you want to see Africa, this is a, a good way to do it, to be honest. It, it's an honest way to do it. And and you see some things in there, you know, if anything, some of the torture methods you see in this movie and some of the, um, you know, some of the different things are very interesting. Um, I, uh, it, I guess it depends on your stomach a little bit, but it's not that harsh by any means. Um, and, and I, I would recommend it. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a lot to be taken from the naked prey. You are all of you confessed idolaters. However, these proceedings shall be carried out through due process of law. What law demands, we shall satisfy. You will each be tied in a prescribed fashion and cast into the moat. Should you then sink, we will know that your confessions are false. If, on the other hand, you are seen to swim or float, then your confessions of witchcraft are proven beyond a doubt in the sight of God, and you will be withdrawn from the water and hanged by the neck until you are dead. 1968's Witchfinder General. So this is stars Vincent Price, and it's an American-British joint horror movie. It's not a hammer horror, but it kind of falls, you know, in those tropes, what they were doing then. And it's the, you know, it's based on the real story of Matthew Hopkins, who's an English witch hunter. And so in the movie, they talk about he's appointed by Parliament to be a witch hunter. And from what I can tell, he was never officially appointed by Parliament. He just kind of took it on himself, him and his buddy, who apparently was also real, um, and some of the torture methods they use in this movie apparently were also real. So, you know, it's interesting to look in that time period. This is set during the English Civil War. And it's, you know, it's a horror movie. It's set up to much more so than the other two movies as a horror movie. Um, but it, so, you know, you have scenes of torture and witch burnings and hangings, stuff like that. But it's also a revenge film. The, you know, Vincent Price kills the 
father of a soldier's betrothed and other things happen and the so the soldier vows revenge. But there's some neat things you can take out of here. This is probably the weakest of three movies. Um, if you like horror movies, I definitely recommend it. If you're interested in the English Civil War in that time period or you're interested in um, different ways to mess up PCs in the city, this might be worth suffering through if you don't like horror movies. Um, it, it has some interesting ideas in here. So because in this movie he's an officially appointed witch finder, when the, sol- the soldier decides to come after him, what's he do? Well, you just accuse him of being a witch, right? Because you have the power of the crown behind you. So when the PCs start messing with these local officials, what do they do? You bring the, the way the law against the PCs. The other thing you see in this movie is like impressment, or like where the army comes by and they start taking horses and taking food, because that's what they did back then. You know, you know what are the PCs going to do when you have a unit of the army come by? You know, you have a platoon or regiment or, you know, whatever the whatever size you're using back then, you, you just put enough soldiers there that the PCs can't fight them. And hey, we're requisitioning your horses. You'll get paid for them at the end of the war. Or hey, guess what? You're in the army now, right? So there's some interesting things in here. And like I said, I do like the idea of using law against the PCs because if you have a sheriff or you have, you know, some high official that the PCs are coming up against, they can't just go kill him. And they can't just go publicly accuse him because they have the weight of the, you know, the crown or whatever behind them. So the PCs have to find other ways to, to resolve the issue. Um, so there's some cool stuff in here. The torture scenes are, eh, they're, they're surprisingly effective for a 1968 movie. Um, it, it's interesting. This is also interesting because it's one of the roles where Vincent Price is really evil. His character is really evil, um, you know, through and through. So I do recommend it with the caveat, it is a horror movie. So if you don't like horror movies, then you probably should skip it. But if you can stomach horror movies, there's some interesting things in here. The ending is kind of a, you know, it's got its own like special ending kind of thing. But yeah, there's definitely some interesting things in this movie. Nineteen sixty two's The Way the West Was Won. This movie I find inspirational, which is kind of funny because you look at reviews in the movie and it doesn't get the best reviews. Um, it's definitely hampered by being a big studio film and, and a lot of influence and meddling by the studio. But the scope of the movie and, and the idea. So this movie was filmed in a special process, and. They had it was up to like thirty percent wider than a normal movie screen with these special cameras they filmed it in. So they had to build special screens to show the, the show the film and expand the screens out. You know, so it was more of a wraparound kind of thing. And they had special cameras that were difficult to use. And but but it's an epic. It goes from like eighteen thirty to eighteen eighty or eighteen ninety, and it attracts a family's you know progress through the West. And you know the opening of the West up to when it was, the West was won by the lawman and by bringing law to the West, right? So we start off with a river journey, and then you know it progresses through different stages. And it's got a cast, you know, great cast in there, tons of great actors. It's a really good movie, I think. 
you know, regardless of what they say, I think it's enjoyable. I think it's gripping. You can imagine seeing this on the big screen when you watch it, the, the scenes where you're going through the rapids or or the Indians attacking the stagecoaches or, you, you know, just some really neat scenes. Um, There's a lot of neat characters you can pull for games out of this, little side characters and characterizations. You can definitely grab tons of NPCs out of here. Um, it shows, and you got to remember, this was made in the 60s, and you look at the swindlers and the crooks and things that show up in this movie. And, um, yeah, so none of that's new, right? But definitely it gives you some ideas of things you could throw at your PCs. Um, and I like I like the fact that you follow this fa- this family multi-generation, you know, through two or three generations. You follow the family through, and, and it's pretty neat. Um, and I think for the most part, the performances are pretty good. Like I say, the filming technique where, you know, one of the directors famously said, you know, you couldn't get any closer than than like half of the body like you couldn't do a close-up with this process so it's really hard to film a lot of dramatic stuff or you you know like close-ins and things but i i think they did a pretty good job the music's good this is back this was one of the last films that had like an overture and intermission and all it's like almost three hour film but but i do think it's worth watching especially you know if you enjoy the west and you're looking for that going from the mountain man days all the way up to the railroads and you know the the closing of the west um i'm not going to defend any depictions in it obviously you know you you didn't have native americans giving their their input hey this is how this should be made or or so obviously i'm not defending any of that except there's a movie made in the 60s so it's what it is but for the most part, though, the evil characters you see in this movie, and there are plenty of downright evil characters in this movie, they're all whites. They're all, you know, just, you know, aver- they're, they're Americans. They're not, you know, the natives. They're not the, you know, kind of like Naked Prey. The evil people are evil people, but they're not showing the other as evil. They're showing, you know, legitimately evil people as evil people, So, which I like. Um, yeah, I've got a soft spot for this movie. I saw it years and years ago, and then just rewatched it recently. Just, I, I do. I like the music. I I like the actors in it. I I really like the, you know, following the generations. It's kind of like, um, sorry about that break. I was thinking of Louis Lamour's Sackett novels, which follow a family, you know, from England or in Scotland. It's been so long since I've read those. Um, I want to say Scottish. I think they might have been down in England, London for a time in those books, but basically follows somebody from the British Isles, the family over there, follows over to America in, like, early, like, you know, 16, you know, the 17th century, they come to Amer- family comes to America and follows their progress all the way through, again, to the end of the Western period. The, the Sackett novels are, you know, famous multi-generational novels from Louis L'Amour, who, famous Western writer that I really enjoy. His Louis Lemoore's novels aren't deep by any means. You can read them really quickly. They're kind of like pulp. They're like your Conan novels of the West, right? You know, but they're they're, they're fun, good reads. And if, if you like Westerns, highly recommend them. But, so anyway, How the West Was Won. I think there's tons of things you can lift from this, from NPCs to situations you can throw your PCs in, um, especially the early part with the river, on the river. I think there's a segment there. I don't want to ruin this for anybody, but there's a segment there that I think would be great to throw at the PCs um, with, with some truly evil characters. 
and um, yeah, I, 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 it's part of its nostalgia. Part of all these movies is nostalgia. Um, you know, I'm not going to say any of these are the best movies by far, and and all these movies are made in the '60s, so they all have failings. Um, but I think they have something to offer, um, especially how the West was won. And, and again, maybe part of that's the scope and the, what they were trying to achieve, even if they failed. I like um, the naked prey. I think you know there's something about Africa that does call to me, and, um, and 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 I find part of that appealing in there. And and like I said, I don't find the depictions in there to be negative at all. I think that's you're just showing as what it is. One of the things I really like with the naked prey is they don't use subtitles in that movie. So when you're watching the your tribesmen talk to each other and and everything going on, they don't give you any subtitles to any of that, which is great. Um, if you've seen Apocalypto, then you could, you'll see where they, Mel Gibson's definitely seen The Naked Prey. Um, the other interesting thing is The Naked Prey, like Witchfire General, is based on a true story. That In this case, it didn't actually happen in Africa, but you had an American mountain man who was captured by Blackfoot Indians. And, was at, and what they do to Crown Out Wild and Naked Prey was, was done to that guy where... You know, he was chased, and he finally got to a fort and, and survived. But, oh, spoilers for the end of The Naked Prey. But, yeah, I, I do recommend all three of these movies. I think there's things you can pull from your games. Um, for a modern, younger watcher, they will be a little bit tough to watch. Um, the Naked Prey, maybe. Some of the nature stuff might be a little tedious. I don't know. I, th- I think the first time you watch it, though, I think you'll, you'll be able to hang with it without a problem. The West was one the musical parts might bug you a little bit but I think if you hang with it you'll you'll find it worthwhile Witchfinder General is harder to recommend because it's a horror movie and because it, it's got the, there's parts in the middle that are a little boring and the torture scenes are they're pretty torture I mean they're, they're what they are they're not like gory and body horror like you have today but they're they're pretty effective so but I, I think there's plenty to pull for games from these and I think I prattled on enough, so I'm going to let you go. So thank you again as I journeyed through movies and kind of talk about RPG situations. I know I didn't give a lot of specifics here. I did for, like, Witchfinder General. I know with I, I don't want to ruin these movies, you, you know? So for The Naked Prey, I don't want to tell you how the villagers tortured people because I, I kind of want you to watch, go watch it yourself. And you can find clips on YouTube if you just want to watch those scenes. And kind of the same with um, How the West Was Won. I, I don't want to ruin that movie. Um, but I probably should. But I, there's tons of things you can pull. How the West Was Won is more NPCs. And all these movies have NPCs. You know, and, and one thing, like Witchfinder General, a little thing. You know, the, like the witch burning scene. You know, the townsfolks watching the town folk and the act and the actors do great job where they're you can see that you know it's a mixture of reaction some some of the town folks are are repulsed and some are excited and we have to remember that public executions were entertainment right for hundreds probably thousands of years public executions were entertainment so the the like the witch burning scene is especially horrific because the crowd is into it you, you know so i and i think that's something you play up in your games so anyhow I appreciate your joining me, and I look forward to speaking to you again down the road. So take care, and I'll talk to you soon. 
I want to thank Ray Otis for doing the thumbnail art for my podcast, and I want to thank TJ Drennan, who provided the intro, outro, and the listener mailbag song for this episode. He also does a lot of um, other things, and you can find him on Patreon. You can find links to both of them in my show notes. Who's on the phone? Joke about your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I could shoot him dead. Bring on the gold, bring on the gold. I want some more, bring on the gold. Is a dustman and your moil is by a tipper And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Well the zombies are rising and the world has gone to hell We're living for the dying and we're dying for the train wreck